Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. We think it's the In Wheel Time car show, <laughs> the place for weekly entertaining, and there's no doubt about that, car talk. Emily Voss with Carfax joins us along with her partner there with the very latest on the company and the used car market. Conrad has the popular This Week in Auto History. We'll get you updated on the stories making car news this week. And I'll have a review of the 2022 Wagoneer. Hmm. It doesn't have an uh, actual car company that's associated with it, from what I understand, because oh, wow. it doesn't say anything about Jeep or Chevrolet yeah. or anything else. It's just called a Wagoneer. They are Chevrolet. definitely differentiating Launching themselves. its own brand. Never yeah. heard of a Chevrolet Wagoneer. So, at any rate, welcome along with Mike out of this world, Mars, drinking, and, and uh, that's drinking alcohol and that's in there. It He's, better be. Yeah, I wish. Smoking. <laughs> at this and, point. And King Conrad DeLong. <laughs> and we need more, Jeff Zekin. I'm yep. Don Armstrong. Glad that you could join us this morning. Uh, and we're sorry for being late on the air uh, because of technical difficulties. Mars. Please stand by. <laughs> we were, too. Let's, let's go to uh, our guest this hour, Emily Voss and Faisal Hassan with Carfax. Good morning, you guys. How are you? Good morning. Hey, good morning. It's great to have you. It's great to have you guys with us, boy. I'll tell you what. Since the last time we talked, what a change in the used car market. Oh my God, are you guys going crazy with all the car faxes coming through? I want to find out about this used car that I'm going to buy. Yes, um, it it has been a huge change since the last time we saw you. We're just seeing unprecedented things happening, as you guys, I'm sure, have been talking about in the used car market. Um, record prices. We've never seen prices like this before. So even just year over year, from last January to this January, prices are up 40% on used cars. That's 40%. That is completely crazy. Yeah, it truly is. And I just read a story yesterday that uh, everybody is predicting that this uh, resurgence, if you will, interest in used cars is going to continue through at least the third quarter and maybe into the fourth quarter. Is that what you guys are hearing too? Yeah, we're hearing the same thing. So a lot of this, obviously, we know about the production issues with new cars, the chip shortage. It all factors into what we're seeing in the used car market, too. And um, from what we're hearing, analysts are saying that probably won't uh, correct itself or level off a little bit until the second half of the year. So that is what we are hearing right now. And um, truly, it's ne- vehicle history has never been more important because if you're already paying 40% more, you want to know the history of that vehicle. You want to make sure you're not missing out on something else about that vehicle and have a surprise down the road. Well, it's it's truly amazing. Uh, any particular trends that you're seeing? Uh, are, are people just buying whatever they can, or are they do they have do they have a list? And then they, from the list that that they narrow in on a car, yeah. uh, is it going to anything out there, or is the one particular, for instance, is are the SUVs hot, CUVs, four door sedans? What is it in particular that's uh, really got the hot spot going? Yeah, so I can tell you sedans are actually what we've seen in the last year. So 2021 was really the year of the sedan. So sedan prices are up actually 43% from this same time last year. Um, They've kind of led the way, but I mean, trucks and pickup trucks and SUVs also pickup trucks up 29%, SUVs up 33%, but sedans by far and away the most popular. Also, um, you know, the price point for a sedan 
is is lower usually to start with. And so, um, but we've just seen a huge increase. So a year ago, the average sedan cost about 16,000 and now it costs almost 23,000. So when we look at our Carfax used car listings, the average price of a sedan listed on there right now is about 23,000. And that's funny because sedan sales have been seriously declining over the last four or five years because everybody's been pushing into the CUV SUV and, and, I can't imagine there's that much inventory of sedans out there uh, available for that kind of a rush in price. Right. I'm sure that might play into it. You know, this, the supply issue, I think we have a, you know, classic supply demand across the used car market right now. Um, but you're exactly right because a year ago, the story we were talking about was that SUVs for the first time in history had surpassed um the demand for SUVs had surpassed the demand for sedans. So what I'm and now, hearing, a year later, we've kind of seen a shift back to the sedans. So what I'm hearing is mileage and condition aren't really a big factor anymore. Just the availability no, of the vehicle. No, they're, they're, they continue to be a factor because when you're paying 40% over for a sedan, right? 40% over for a sedan, 29% over for, for an SUV or a truck, it becomes even more important. And uh, cars are moving so fast, they're not going through the normal wholesale process where you know, they're going to go to a, a physical auction and go the, through the condition. No, now, now the buyer really has to beware. And so we've seen significantly more usage of our reports. Uh, so, yeah, there's no question that condition report writing, uh, the use of vehicle history, knowing all of those things has become even more crucial. And you're saying that because less of the vehicles are coming through auction because you see all the dealers are advertising, I want to buy your used car. I get that all the time. So is that yeah. is that part of why Carfax becomes even more important? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you, know, you look at the Carvanas, the Vrooms, you, know, you, you look at those types of models where you're not even going to a dealer. You're buying online. You're trying to do everything online, and the vehicle history report becomes even that much more important, that test drive that, that you need to take is much tougher to take, so you've got to find someone to inspect that car for you in addition to the vehicle history report. Those things have become more important. The, what, the, what COVID and, and the pandemic did was they, they changed the market, right? You, it stopped us from going to our traditional dealer for almost eight months, and, and if you needed a car, you were going online, you were going to Carvana, you were going to those types of models. Uh, speaking of which, and that's the next thing I wanted to talk to you guys about. How does Carfax work in conjunction with people buying online from providers, if you want to call them that, Vroom, Carvana, uh, DriveTime, those kind of online dealers? How, how does Carfax work in conjunction with them? Well, uh, we're, we're, we're there to, help, to aid the consumer. Right. So if you go to any of these entities, you'll see the Carfax report there available for you. And that's the key is so whether you're buying from Carvana or Vroom or, or AutoNation or, or you go to Carfax used car listings, you know, at Carfax.com or AutoTrade or any of these places, you're going to see the Carfax report right there. So when you're buying online, you're able to go and at least see the history of the car uh, the the, uh, the the the, uh, the the Carfax history based value, and then just like we write on the report, and then you also need to get the car inspected, especially if you're buying it online. Especially, I mean, we hear stories all the time of people buying a car two states over because there's no inventory in their state, and they're going to have it shipped to them. And so you've really got to find an inspector there to look at it or make the car contingent. 
And the market makes that really hard because of that demand. How do you find an inspector that you, you could trust in, in the city that you are? Well, what you do is if you have a mechanic that you've been going to regularly, you know, take the car to that mechanic. Uh, that's really the best way to do it. If you're buying a house, you know what, what, what uh, you're always advised is realtors are trustworthy, but get your own inspector to inspect your house. It's the same way here. You, know, you want to buy a used car from someone? If you go to a Carfax dealer, those guys are very reputable. You know, they're running the Carfax report. They're reconditioning the car. They're doing all of that hard work. And some of them are actually even doing uh, inspections of the car and posting them on the Carfax report. You'll see actually a link on the Carfax report to, a, to an independent inspection that was done in addition to the vehicle's history. I didn't but, know there was such a thing as a Carfax dealer. Tell me about that. Sure. Uh, go ahead, Emily. So it's a dealer that offers you um, the, the Carfax report. So we partner with over 28,000 dealers around the country wow. who um, offer the Carfax report you know, up front there when you're shopping with them, whether online, like we were talking about, or whether you go to the physical dealership, they provide you that Carfax report so that you can make those decisions more confidently when you're buying the car and have that history up front. So, um, you know, also to Faisal's point, we were talking about how to find a reputable, I just want to circle back to how to find a reputable shop too if you don't have a mechanic right if you don't have somebody that you trust um on carfax we have a service shop finder and you can read actual reviews from verified customers who have been so you can look at it and, and this works even if you were going to buy a car from a state away you can put in a zip code and look up service shops in that area that have 4.9 five-star reviews from 100 verified uh, Carfax consumers, people who actually have, we know they took their car to that shop, got it serviced, and then they wrote the review. So it's not flooded with, you know, anything else. It is actually truly verified reviews from people who went there. And that's a great way to be able to know that um, other consumers like you have trust a shop and find somewhere. So so let me ask you, if, if I'm buying from that other state online, whether it be Carvana, Vroom, or just some Ooh, Craigslist, wherever. yeah, wherever, <laughs> And, and, and I can pull the Carfax. I understand that's a good thing. we got to do that. So have you ever seen somebody make arrangements to have that vehicle inspected remote? Like from me to you, you're, you're on the East Coast someplace. If I was buying a car there, have you ever seen anybody make arrangements for a shop to go get that car and do that kind of inspection? Yes, and, and Basil can talk to this too, but I, yes, so you can get, mechanics will um, go inspect the vehicle, even if you are not physically there for you. To, there, yeah, to do a pre-purchase one, one of the best ways to find that mechanic is go to Carfax and find a reputable shop. You know, if I, I live in, in Washington, D.C., if I'm buying a car from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I'm going to go to the, the Carfax and I'm going to look up uh, a shop that's, you know, four and a half, five star ratings. It's got a lot of verified reviews. And I'm going to say, hey, you know, within five minutes of you, I'm about to buy this car. You know, can I pay you, you know, 25, 50 bucks to go and inspect it for me and let me know what you think? So okay. do, do, okay. The, do the criteria vary from state to state? Is it set up by Carfax or does the repair? Is it set up by the shop? Yeah, exactly. I mean, is the criteria, because Mike's buying it from two states over, does the same thing apply as an inspection as it would here? 
No, not necessarily. It's pretty wide open, in all honesty. You've just got to find someone you trust who can go and inspect it. There are no specific rules or regulations. Uh, But, you know, I've taken used cars that I've bought to a mechanic I trust and just said, hey, just give it the once over, you know, and they'll they'll do an inspection of it. They'll check the tires. They'll check the, you know, is the engine oil, does it look clean like it's been changed regularly? You know, that sort of thing. And really mechanical, there are companies out there that will go out and inspect it for damage as well. But, you know, anything you can do along with that vehicle history report is really going to get you where you need to be. How much does Carfax cost? If you're buying a report yourself, um, 40 um, forty dollars, and then if you were going to a dealer, a lot of dealers, and a lot of if even if you're looking to buy a car from a private seller, a lot of times you can ask that seller, "Can you provide me the Carfax?" And that is totally within reason. And a lot of times the sellers will provide it, sometimes even up front without you even having to ask. And how so, do, and how do you get your information about whatever car it is that uh, you can get a Carfax on? How do you get the information about the car? What well, you're inform- asking the right person uh, because Faisal is actually our head of data. So Well, well <laughs> you man, you're, right. you're asking about our secret sauce. And, and, you know, how, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we you know, we've been around since 1986, right? And so you know, we, we go and work with over 130,000 entities. And, and the reason the number is so large is we go to the point of creation. You know, who's touching that car? Who's making that? Who's doing that oil change? You know, who, who's changing the brakes on that car? You know, we work with the vehicle manufacturers to help them close recall. So they're sending, you know, VIN level recall to us. So there's, there's literally thousands. If you think about anything that could happen to a car from the moment it leaves the factory until it becomes scrap metal. You know, we go out and we try to talk about that piece of metal from the moment it leaves the factory till it becomes scrap again. What happened to that piece of the metal and what are all of the things that, uh, that, that could have happened to it? And so we go and we scour the earth for that data. So has the vehicle maintenance, you know, just the normal maintenance a customer would perform on their vehicle, how is that reporting done to Carfax? Let's say if I go to, you know, Joe Blow's repair shop and get my brakes done and get all of that, does he have to report it to Carfax or does Car? Does Carfax somehow look into his database to see that that VIN has been serviced? So we work with close to 70,000 service and repair facilities, and and we go directly to the principal of that facility. Carfax doesn't go into anybody's system or anything like that. Data is pushed to us only if somebody, if a shop wants to participate. Um, and you know we we help them we help the consumer track uh, the history of the car. We don't know who owns the car. All we know is that a VIN got an oil change or an in, a VIN got a tire rotation. But no, no, no. The shop pushes the data to us. It's purely voluntary if they want to participate. And we've seen the shops, the 70,000 shops that, want to, that participate, they've seen the value back to their consumers because we have 33 million VINs that are in Carfax car care. Wow. And, and those are consumers who have opted in and said, hey, I want you to be my virtual glove box. And we had millions every single month who sign up for this. And so we can tell them when they need an oil change, when they, it's time to re-register their car, if they've got an open recall. I mean, we're in their pocket all the time. We don't know who they are, 
right? Because they just sign up using an email, but it's they opt in and we've got 33 million and growing. Well, I think that I used your service back in the 80s when you first came about. And, and I think that a lot has happened in that period of time. And you guys have really uh, ballooned as far as the information that you gather and uh, what is now available. Uh, have you not? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, in in 86, 87, you know, when our founder found us in, in Columbia, Missouri, he had 10,000 title brand records. You know, we're loading 500 and million, five and a half million records a day today, <laughs> five and a half million a day. Well, and, and Carfax is the player in the market. You guys have created your own market by offering these services to buyers and to sellers and to the dealerships in the middle. You know, there you really don't have any... I'm going to blurt this out, and you might correct me on this. You really don't have any competition in the market for what you do. I think what Carfax did was we we found a, a place where the market had a void, and we came in and filled the void. There are others trying to fill the void. There's absolutely no question. We really don't look around us as to who's doing what. We have a very clear mission is to help people buy and sell cars you know, with with the best information possible. We stay focused on that mission, and you know it, it's pretty. It's a it's a really amazing thing to watch the market change because of companies like Carfax. You know, and our pioneering effort. You know, it used to be you guys know this. Used to be you go out and buy a used car. You had to trust what the seller was selling you, and today you've got you've got someone there to help you. You got, and, and that's a good thing. You've got data. That's that's the thing I like about it. It's it's not. You know, we do car reviews here. Don and I get a car, a new car. We do car reviews. There are some facts in there, but there's also some opinion, obviously. You know, we kind of like this. We kind of don't like that, even if we don't come out and blurt that out. But everything that you put on your car facts is all data. There's no opinions in it. There's no I like, I don't like. It's real, and that's it. Here's what was done, and here's why it was done. And so I think to, that's what's so great about and it. And to that point, also, they um, indicated that the track oil changes and things of that nature – can it be branched out to say boats or motorcycles? Now, obviously, they're not in any crashes to do a report, but he's smiling. Yeah, I mean, you heard it here. I'm smiling. I, I'm only smiling because I've been at Carfax 22 years, and and we've looked at all of those things, and we've had people with great ideas come See, to us. I knew it was a great idea. <laughs> the uh, we even had companies come to us wanting to track homes, right? You know, uh, and. It, it is really very different. I mean, because a vehicle in 1981, they created the VIN and it's required on every vehicle. It's a little bit of a different animal. We've looked at boats. We've looked at motorcycles. We've even I, I spent a year looking at doing it with homes. It is very different, very different. Um, and because this is about the VIN and it's not about a person, it's about a piece of metal. And we don't we actually don't give VIN information. Somebody has to have a VIN to bring to us. And run against our system. It's a it's a slightly different animal when it comes to vehicles. Well, and it's that. good to know that you've concentrated on the whole car aspect of it. Listen, it's always great to talk to you guys, and we need to do this on a more regular basis so we can we can get up to date information on this this used car frenzy that's going on. And I have a feeling that it's going to uh, continue, maybe not to the extent that it is today, but I think that this whole pandemic thing 
has really opened up a lot of people's opinions about buying a used car as opposed to a new car. Because let's face it, now we're talking, uh, generally speaking, an average price of a used car has finally gone up to forty grand. That's a lot when you can get a really <laughs> decent used car for twenty, thirty grand. I'm going to sell mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a great time to sell. You just. If you have to turn around and buy again, uh, you're going to be yeah, paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, listen, you might want to just quickly touch on the new car, what happening with new car prices, right? That the used car prices have surpassed them. Yeah, we've seen some some situations where um, vehicles are the used because the new car you can't get it anywhere, and there's no date, no projected date of where certain models are going to be back in stock. So people are paying more than MSRP for the used version of those vehicles, which is just. Um, you know, not even in not not over MSRP for a new over MSRP for a used version, you know, a 2019 or sure. 2020 because yeah. they can't find it, which is just, um, you know, unheard of. So, yes. Um, yeah, we have a, a used car operator, Emmons Motorplex, that we have on the show with some regularity. And uh, they were showing us where the um, Mercedes band Sprinter vans, yeah. a two or three yeah. year old one is selling for more than a brand new one yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you can't get a new right. brand new one. Right. Right. You can't get the new one. <laughs> I got my yeah, eye on an crazy. automobile rally. Well, it's again great to talk to you guys. Thank you so much for joining yes. us uh, on this Saturday. And uh, let's stay in touch. Yes, thank you. Thank All you, yep. Emily Voss and Faisal Hassan. We really appreciate it. All right, uh, we're going to move on. We've got lots to get to this morning. As a matter of fact, it's time for this week in auto history. Okay, i got to load that puppy. Well, you, where, where have you been? What have you been <laughs> no, doing I just over bring there? It up. I oh, had okay. your review in first. You, so. Oh, I thought you said you had jury duty. Uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to start here in a minute. All, All right, All right uh, Conrad, it is all yours, sir. We up there, Jeffrey? Yep. So in, oh, and I'm going to pick the wrong one. <laughs> Where is he at now? It's, everybody's lucky. In, in 1911, uh, Rolls-Royce adopted the Spirit of Ecstasy mascot, the silver-winged hood ornament that's become very popular as the uh, Rolls-Royce symbol. And it's always been mounted to the grill. And in years recent, they actually have it where it disappears into the grill because that, yeah. people would just walk by and try and steal it mm-hmm. and break it off. Yep. And now they actually have it where it's motorized and it drops down under the hood and disappears. And it's, it's probably worth several hundred dollars. And then uh, in 1929... Major Seagrave set a new land speed record of 231 miles an hour on the Daytona Beach, driving a car called the Golden Arrow. Look at this car and and look at the, in, in 1929, the aerodynamics of it as well. You know, they've got these these lines that follow these solid tires trying to keep the aerodynamics uh, of the car correct and and how the front wing and everything works uh, pretty far advanced for its day. No numbers on coefficient or anything? No numbers on coefficient. Uh, In 1937, after a difficult 44-day sit-down strike at the Fisher Body Plant in Flint, Michigan, General Motors uh, signed the first union contract in history in the automotive uh, uh, industry with uh, Fisher by Body, and then eventually it turned into the United Auto where a body UAW, Fisher, yeah. Body by Fisher. Yes, I worked for them. In 1948, 
the first Cadillac with tail fins was produced, yes. um, signaling the dawn of the tail fin era. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harley Earl had looked at the P-38 Lightning uh, World War II plane and said, hey, I, I just like the look of that, and then started adding tail fins. And tail fins were all the rage from 48 to about 60 with the tallest tail fins on Cadillacs done in 1959. Betcha. And this this. Uh, 62 sedan uh, Cadillac is also the base for Cad- ZZ Top's Cadzilla. Mm-hmm. Not this particular car, but the 62, uh, Series 62 Cadillac. In 1952, the first Don't Walk sign was installed in New York City. Uh, the city erected the signs in response to the growing awareness of pedestrian fatalities as people would just step out in the street and in New York. Pedestrians don't have the right of way. They just have the right of getting run over. So uh, New York came up with a don't walk sign. Kind of like Mars did this morning. But got run over. You're assuming, people, you're assuming people follow the rules, and that is New York, remember. In 1954, Mercedes introduced their, two, their 300SL coupe to the public, a stylish sports car characterized by its gull-wing doors. The coupe was a consumer version of the 300SL race car, which had a six-cylinder engine with a top speed of 155 miles an hour. That six-cylinder engine was also uh, had the fuel injection system of a Messerschmitt, which was a gasoline direct-injected engine back in 1954. Pretty advanced for its day. Uh, Mercedes only manufactured 1,400 SL coupes. Uh, the SL is still considered uh, one of the most impressive sports cars of its day, and some of them went through in the three to five million dollar range recently at the auctions in uh, in Scottsdale and Florida. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. Uh, as far as headlines this week, Kia America and Hyundai Motor America are recalling more than 500,000 vehicles combined for possible defects that could cause engine compartment thermal events, namely fires. According to separate notices filed with NHTSA, affected Kias are the 2016 through 18 K900 and the 14 through 16 Sportage models. The uh, affected Hyundai vehicles, 2016 to 18 Santa Fe, 17 to 18 Santa Fe Sport, the 19 Santa Fe XL, and the 14 to 15 Tucson models, or as I like to call them, the Tucson models. Oh. The K900. The K900. What? Who... Who does that? Who names a car after a dog? Because K800 was already taken. Oh, God, that's just so wrong. I think every Audi made uh, in the 2019 through 2021 model years being recalled. I mean, look at the list. What is that? Two dozen? All of them. Two dozen of them. Uh, The rear axle may be misaligned in those cars. Nice. Have your rear tires wear out in a 1,000 miles or something. Uh, Chrysler, the Ram 2500. Uh, from 2019 to 2020, the windshield wipers may not operate properly. All as well as because the, there's a nut loose uh, on the wheel yeah. in in this building. There's a nut loose or two yeah, or three or four. Mm-hmm. Cadillac rear wheel drive shaft assemblies may fail. Oops. No. Vehicle may fail to stop at the stop sign for the Tesla Model 3 S X and Y, and the Porsche Cayenne is being recalled because the rear axle may be misaligned in that. Well, that's a shared platform with Audi. Mercedes-Benz AMG GT 
Incorrect length wiring harness may become damaged. They stretched it a little bit too tight. <laughs> and the seatbelt chime may not activate. God knows we need that. In the Tesla Model 3 S, X, and Y from 17 to 22. S, X, and Y. Sexy. Bringing sexy back. Bringing, this, bringing my sexy back. We do that every Saturday. Uh, well, not this Saturday. <laughs> Time now for a quick break. We'll be right back after these fine messages. Houston, we have a date. Saturday, March 19th, 2022. It's the premiere of the all-new Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise-In, and you are invited. Tailpipes and Tacos kicks off a new seasonal format, and first up is the Spring Cruise-In at the Loopy Tortilla in Katy, 8 to 11 a.m. Saturday, March 19th, Tailpipes and Tacos will award trophies for best hot rod, best classic, and best modern classic. So make plans now. Tailpipes and Tacos is Houston's coolest cruise-in, and this one brings it all together for Spring 2022. You'll enjoy Enjoy seeing the best hot rods, show cars, classics, and resto mods, along with loopy tortilla breakfast tacos and adult beverages. There's no fee, and you can automatically compete for custom loopy trophies. It all happens at the Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex in Katy on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10. Get your ride ready for the all-new Spring Tailpipes and Tacos, Saturday, March 19th. Spectators are welcome. The In Wheel Time Car Talk Show will be there, too. Let's celebrate the arrival of spring and the return of Tailpipes and Tacos, March 19th. We'll see you then, weather permitting. Is your business or company looking to stand out in a crowded advertising market? Looking to reach the real auto enthusiast? You found it. You're listening or watching In Wheel Time, and so are your fellow enthusiasts. The In Wheel Time Car Show now reaches half a million, and we can put together a marketing plan that will engage them in your product, business, or service. To get the tires rolling, just shoot us an email to our marketing director, Jeff Zekin. His address is jeff at inwheeltime.com. If you're in charge of your company's small, medium, or large business anywhere in the U.S., let the On Hold Company help you retain customers and promote your business on your telephone system. Promote special sales or company info when placed on hold. The On Hold Company provides custom on hold messages with professional male or female voices, licensed background music with no long-term contract, no monthly recurring bill, and updates your messages as needed. Call the On Hold Company at 713-223-HOLD or go to onhold.net. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.